We have been talking about Moses and uh, the Exodus, and this time that we are entering right now is considered, traditionally it's uh, among um, people of the Jewish faith, this is the, the, the monument moment of, of what the faith is actually um, kind of uh, speared around, and that is the introduction to uh, the Ten Commandments, but more importantly, uh, even than that, the introduction to the people that are following uh, Moses, the introduction to God. Uh, they witness uh, in, in a bizarre way God uh, in the masses for the first time. Uh, and so this is a very significant moment that has spearheaded uh, the, um, it, it has energized the, the Jewish faith and it has a deep-rooted connection to, to our uh, Christian faith as well. Uh, it's it's um, something that, has, uh, that we all share together. And so I want to throw a question out before we even start, and I'm going to ask it again uh, when we finish this, is what is your relationship like with God? How are you, how do you experience God you know, we come here and we, we talk about things for uh, a little bit every uh, Sunday, but uh, during the week, during your, your uh, time that you're at work with your family, alone with a crowd, whatever you're doing, are you thinking about your personal relationship with God? That's something that I'm telling you uh, is important. Uh, uh, you're talking to somebody that uh, didn't always think that. But it is, uh, and I'll get into that a little bit more. Uh, Moses and his people are uh, still going through the desert, and they come across uh, this this mountain right here. This is um, it's a mountain range actually. Uh, it's um, Mount Sinai, and uh, people have trucked up here. As a matter of fact, in this photo, I don't know if you can see it online or not, but if you if you look real close. Uh, someone's even left like some trash here. There's like a bottle here and stuff. But people have uh, been uh, seen this mountain range and all this stuff. It is believed that this is where Moses makes the connection. Where exactly? I mean, this mountain range is, is vast and it's long. Uh, nobody knows and all that kind of stuff. And, and some people uh, believe that these are, are stories. Some people believe that this is history. Again, it's not for me to really get into that. I want us to listen to the lessons here and the messages here. That's my most important thing. We, there is so much we can get out of uh, these, these wonderful, wonderful stories. And so in Exodus uh, 19, it begins, Then Moses went up to God. The Lord called to him from the mountain, saying, Thus you shall say to the house of Jacob and tell the Israelites. Jacob was the, the, the first person to actually be called uh, Israel. And Israel means uh, wrestles with God. I love that. I love the fact that we are, uh, our, our heritage is named after questioning and wrestling and fighting and, and all of that stuff because it's a very human part of that. And so when they talk about the house of Jacob, they're talking about uh, that house of the, uh, the, the, the Hebrew faith, the Jewish faith, uh, and then the Israelites. So that's everybody there that is with Moses. He's God is, tells Moses to tell them, you have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. I love that, bored you on eagles' wings. 
I saw in Lincoln just the other day a bald eagle, and it was just beautiful. Uh, and uh, just the, the idea of watching an eagle soar uh, and to think of God as bringing people out like that, it's a wonderful image. Now, therefore, if you obey my voice and keep my covenant, you shall be my treasured possession out of all of the people. Indeed, the whole world is mine, but you shall be for me a priestly kingdom and a holy nation. Now, this is something that he is saying to the Israelites at first, but as we will know as we get to the teachings of Christ, this is uh, something that the doors are open to all of us. So when we hear God talking to the Israelites, I really want us to make sure that we know that God's also speaking to us uh, as, as well. So um, a priestly kingdom and a holy nation. And the people said, everything that the Lord has spoken, we will do. That's so easy, isn't it? When God says, you know, I just want you to follow me. I want a relationship with you. I want to be with you. It's so easy for us to say, yeah, count me in. Uh, and then the day comes, you know. There's the, the old saying, you know, that everyone is so pleasant in church, but then they fight and flip each other off in the parking lot, you know, because, the, you know, as soon as life, we go back to the life, we start to feel challenged. Uh, God is saying here, you know, if you stay with me, uh, you will experience me. And so right from the beginning, God is giving us a choice. He's giving us the power to choose. Uh, and sometimes we don't make very good choices, and sometimes we make really good choices. But uh, we will find that uh, as we follow the story of the Bible, uh, there's this guy named Jesus that really helps us out a lot with all of that. So the Lord says to Moses, I'm going to come to you in a dense cloud in order that the people may hear when I speak with you and so trust you uh, ever after. You would think that this would be the proof, but you'll find that um, people are, you know, we change. We, we have faith one day and, so, and the other day we, we question it. And uh, that's okay. This, that's what this story is telling us, uh, is we question it. And it's also telling us something else. Now, Moses gets together with all of the people. He pulls the, the, the leaders that he uh, has assigned, and they uh, go out and tell the other people. But he has everybody... Uh, clean up the rack and kind of clean up in, because it's, it's the, the presence of God is going to be near. And so Moses, that's a big deal. He wants everyone to be clean and he wants everybody to uh, mind their manners and all of this kind of stuff. And at one point, uh, you guys are going to love this, he even says, and, and, and stay away from women. <laughs> that's Moses, okay? Don't blame me. That, Moses said that. Uh, and it's something that later we have interpreted that sometimes... Uh, when you read the biblical text, the human part sneaks in there. Uh, I don't think that God ever said, stay away from women. I think that God said, everybody come to the mountain. Uh, but uh, a lot of these stories were written by men. And in a time that uh, people were not, uh, not all people were free. And that includes uh, people of other nationalities, other colors, and uh, other genders. So... Let's keep that in mind, that this is an evolving story. So when we hear things like that, today, because we have been walking with God this whole time, we are supposed to look at that and say, oh no, uh, that's not true. We're supposed to be able to do that, okay? Uh, but he cleans everybody up. 
He tells them that they can't actually uh, come onto the mountain, that they have to stay at the perimeter. And they see Moses, this old man, climbing up to this higher part here, and then, like a cloud descending, uh, Moses is engulfed by this, this fog, this dense fog. Now, if you were to meet God for the first time, wouldn't you want to see a face? Wouldn't you want to see uh, concrete evidence and concrete proof? This is something that I really want us, as we ask the question, how is your relationship with God? I really want us to remember that God was introduced in a fog. Okay, There's a mystery to God. There is a mystery to this whole thing that we follow. This faith, faith is, 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 um, is having faith in the next step even if you can't see the path. Uh, this is the, uh, the mystery that we, we often don't want because we want factual evidence. We want to prove things. We want to use, uh, you know, all of this kind of stuff. And we do have science that teaches us wonderful things. It's helped us through the pandemic and everything like that. But pure faith oftentimes has to do with embracing a mystery. And embracing a mystery can be a wonderful, wonderful thing. And those are the things that can keep us connected together. When we try to define God so much and say he is saying this or she is saying this, uh, sometimes we lose the ability to have that, uh, that Israel, that, that wrestle with God, the questions. Um, if you've ever worked out any kind of puzzle in your life, it's the questions, and it's the investigation, and it is the looking at and the pondering that actually gets you to solve the puzzle in many cases. And so that's their relationship that, with God that we are establishing right here with a fog. It's not something that we see as concrete evidence, but we do see something. And so that's something that as we walk with God in our lives, I'm hoping that we can embrace that part because the, the mystery of our faith is a wonderful and powerful thing, and it is supposed to be there. It's supposed to be there. Uh, if you are new to the faith and you have questions, that's where we're supposed to be. If you have been uh, uh, considered yourself a Christian all of your life, you're still open to that mystery. Uh, we have a lot of these, uh, uh, you know, uh, pastors, televangelists, all of this kind of stuff that try to give you concrete yes or no answers, and I'm telling you right now, you're never going to get that here because there's, there's a mystery to it, and I love the mystery to the, to the whole faith idea that we have. I love that we ask questions. I love that our walk with Christ can be different from one day to the next. I love that we can be hearing things that challenge us. I love that we... Uh, don't always know what our next step will take, but we have this thing called faith that gets us there. I love that. While he is on the mountain, God gives his first of the Ten Commandments. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. A little history here. This is a time when people did not believe in a single God, but rather a God that matched what their desire was. If they wanted uh, uh, success with agriculture, they would have a God that they would go to. 
um, if they wanted um, uh, to grow their family, they would have a God that they would go to for that. Every God for every need. And some people actually had hundreds of these things. They had all kinds of these things, and they defined them in their own image. They defined them the way that they would think. They would uh, think of God as a punishing God, an angry God. Sometimes they would think of, of God as this tool that they could use to smite somebody else. They would create this imagery of God that best suited them. Does that sound familiar? Because we still do this. We may not go in and say this is the God of agriculture or this is the God of this, but we do in our lives many times try to define God into our own image. We try to say uh, God would never do that or God hates that or this gives me permission to dislike this person or to you know, uh, be prejudiced against this or be uh, you know, anything like that. We try to steer God into this form. And what God is saying from the very beginning is, I'm God. I am God. So the, your preconceived notions, your, 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 the other things that you put before me, you can actually, when you put other things before me, you can actually start to worship those things in your life. We can actually start to worship things like um, political figures, movements uh, with uh, uh, politics, governments. Uh, we have seen uh, in, the, in our lifetime People that have gone to a point where they are almost worshiping um, a political power. Uh, we have seen where people have almost gotten to a point where they are worshiping things like violence. We have seen where people have gone to a point where they are so engulfed in hatred of somebody or bigotry or prejudiceness, they begin to focus on that much more than they are focusing on God. And they lose the mystery. They lose the challenge of every day of asking, where is God leading me? And where is God challenging me? Even Moses was suffering from that. Moses was with God, but Moses still wrote, don't touch women. Moses still had the preconceived chauvinist uh, ideals that were of the time, and that, was a, that ideal was preventing him from truly experiencing God. And I'm not saying anything blasphemous here. If I say that Moses didn't truly experience God, nobody in our lifetime or in the history of the Bible will ever truly experience God other than Christ himself. Because God will always be somewhat mysterious to all of us. And until we embrace that, we start to form preconceived notions. We start to form uh, preconceived ideas. We start to become more rigid. We start to become more blinders on. And sometimes we start to just believe whatever is told to us. We, got, we have some churches that are really telling some bad news. Uh, they, they preach things like uh, that it's okay to, to, to dislike uh, people for who they are, that it's okay to dislike people, it's okay to keep people out of the church. I, 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 I never understand that a church is based on the ideals of bringing people to Christ, and we have churches that are telling people that they can't come in. 
That's the preconceived notion. That is putting a God of hatred in front of God. And it's, it's stopping us from truly seeing what the kingdom of heaven is all about. Remember, this is the God that led to Christ. This is the God that brings us down. This is one of the first times that God says, I want a personal relationship with you. With you. And with that personal relationship, that means you have to do your part too. That means I'm not going to be this God that just takes care of everything for you. During this pandemic, I've seen bumper stickers and t-shirts pop up of faith over fear. Faith over fear used to be something that was quite nice to see, but it's now turned into a campaign slogan of anti-mask, anti-science, all of that kind of stuff. Our relationship with God is one that is not a genie in the bottle. We don't just uh, worship God and sit here and expect God to be the servant of everything that we do and the fixer of everything that we have messed up. If you're in the darkness, oftentimes God is saying, you change the light bulb. You fix it. Uh, If you are in a pandemic, oftentimes God is saying, you do the science. I've given you the means and the tools to use each other to build a community, to help each other. You do that. That's what God is saying right here. Don't sit on your laurels and just think that it's going to just be, uh, that we've, we've suddenly uncorked a genie here. And it is the same God that is going to say, that person that you don't like, I like him. I love everybody. And so if you're going to accept the God of this, I hope that you realize that hatred can also be a worship of a different God than I am. Yesterday, uh, I had the privilege, the honor actually, of being asked to uh, attend a, um, a motorcycle rally. Don't I look like a guy that would fit in there? Um. Definitely not my scene. There was a, uh, a person in a short time ago, a, a young man of 20, uh, was tragically killed in a, a motorcycle accident. Uh, his family or, and uh, friends organized a, a bike ride, uh, a huge rally, where they were going to start at um, North Lincoln and they were going to drive uh, ride to where the accident took place, and then they were going to come back uh, and uh, have a candlelight vigil in the evening. And it started right over here at um, Star City Motors or something like that. It's, it's like by the interstate over here. And I was asked to come and um, before they, they kicked it off, lead them all in a prayer. When I got there, I knew that I was sticking out like a sore thumb. Uh, I I am uh, I'm not a biker guy. Uh, I once owned a scooter, um, but had to sell it because it scared me. So um, I was around people that uh, looked, um, looked different, acted different. I felt like I had smoked a cigarette by the time I left. You know, I mean, I was around 
uh, smoke and uh, I heard um, uh, different voices. And I could have easily said, I could have stood over here and said, uh, that's not my scene, I'm not, I'm not with those, those people. I could have easily uh, begun to uh, form uh, God into my own image and say that God actually prefers me over them. That, that, that God is, is with this type of person, he's not with this type of person. I could have kept separate. I could have uh, worshipped judgment rather than open-mindedness. Uh, I could have been um, uh, irritated rather than honored. And the funny thing is, is that when we got started, uh, the person that organized it uh, stood on the back of a pickup truck. They were being led by pickup trucks um, and gave the, uh, the details of what was going to happen and everything. And this circle had formed around the, the, this this. Uh, tailgate or whatever, and I don't even know what it's called. <laughs> I think it's a tailgate. Uh, um, I drive a Malibu. I mean, I, I'm really not, you know, this is not my, where I'm supposed to be, um, but I learned quickly that it is exactly where I was supposed to be. And there was about 40 or 50 people there, motorcycles revving, and I thought, oh, they're going to hate me. Uh, I was dressed like this. You know, I think I was the only one there not tattooed. Um, and then the, the, the person that was organizing it said, uh, before we kick it off, I've asked uh, Trevor, he's a pastor, uh, to come here and uh, say a prayer. And by, before that started, I had mingled around and I had talked to the parents of, of the, the young man that was killed. I had talked to, to friends um, and I knew that I was around people, just people, people that were hurting, uh, people that were grieved, that were angry, people that were Israel, people that were wrestling with God, people that were hurting. And regardless of any, nobody was talking politics, nobody was talking uh, differences, nobody was talking prejudiceness. People were gathered because they were in pain because they had lost someone that they loved. And other people had come from different places. There were people that knew this gentleman in high school. There were people that had worked with him. There was family. There was a girlfriend. There were people that came from all facets. And they came here to form this community of grief. And I nervously said, if you are willing, would you join me in a prayer? And every single one of them bowed their heads. My preconceived notions and all of that stuff was an eye-opener because it's another reminder that the God that we worship loves all of us. And that our job is not to form barriers or boundaries because those barriers and boundaries can become a God themselves that we worship instead of God. The God that we worship is a God of love. And that God of love is, is, is outreaching to everybody. I may not have ever been in a, a, a group like that, 
but I knew at that moment I was part of a church. I was part of a faithful community. And God was there. As mysterious as God is. I didn't see him. I didn't feel her. I didn't know that uh, where they sat. I just knew that there was a fog of faith. And God was there. Would you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, there are things about you that will always remain a dense cloud. There are things about you that will always seem questions, struggles, challenges. Thank you for that. Thank you for keeping us focused on our faith to take you first and by taking you first, opening our eyes to the rest of our neighborhood, which is your kingdom. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray. Amen. Now the question. Uh, we're going to take just about 20 seconds here to ponder this. If you are at a table and want to share, if you're at home, want to talk to with your family. But again, I ask this question. How is your relationship with God? Do you, do you welcome the mystery? Do you define God in your own image or do you find God in God's image? How is your relationship with God? My challenge for you this week is think about your relationship with God. Does God actually come first in your life? Does, does God uh, mean a lot to you? Or is God a convenient thing that you go to every once in a while? Or, and where do you argue with God? Where do you have questions? My challenge is just to spend a little time with God this week. It's what we're about here, learning to love God more. Because I believe the more that we learn to love God, the more we're going to learn to love ourselves more. The more we love ourselves more, the more we love our neighbors. Go with God. Amen.